Apathy is a lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern. Eh. I don't care. <laughs> Meh. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you can't have your own opinions on things about things you do and do not like, you know, care about as far as like interests and stuff. But because one of the great things about being a human being is our diverse set of interests and our ability to choose those things. However, realize that not caring about something means that it's something's left derelict and somebody picks up that and takes initiative. And then we only really start to care when it starts to affect us. And this is particularly dangerous when you have apathy toward another person. So what are you apathetic to? We all have places in our life. And what effectively lifts you out of apathy into empathy? So ponder this and come up with some examples of your own as we launch out into the loop and discuss why apathy is dangerous on the Curiosity Continuum. for joining us today on Curiosity Continuum. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Curiosity Continuum is a movement started by two lifelong friends, Brian and myself. We have a mission to spark your imagination, cultivate your mind, and understand diverse perspectives for practical application and the common good. We want you to start a meaningful conversation with those around you so we can all get better together. And you can find us on the web at www.curiositycontinuum.com. All the socials and the channels are there to be able to link off and, and get to where you need to go. Please rate and listen to us, and please share, because sharing is caring, everybody. And <laughs> with the way that yeah, we can, I was uh, going to say that uh, sharing is caring. <laughs> sharing is it's caring. the more you know. And <laughs> <laughs> if your mother didn't teach you to share, now is a great chance to do that. In actuality, we um, we grow organically, um, so. That's the best way to do it. Always want to be sure that somebody who can benefit from it, we're getting a chance just to share our thoughts with them. So thank you for helping us uh, continue the work that we do. We share Sharing is caring, and if you don't care, that means you're apathetic. See how I transitioned there, Josh? That was a good one, right? Like Yes, it's well, good. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that token a- validation right there for what we did. Um, <laughs> That's what oh I'm here gosh. for, Brian. I'm a good friend. <laughs> I'm glad you care, Josh. <laughs> oh, it's easy to care about something that we care about. And it sounds redundant, sure. but it's actually not. You know, like it's my stuff. It's my family. It's my whatever it is. That's easy to care about. It, it's something that directly impacts us or we see, receive some kind of validation that, that we can actually like perceive in some way. Uh, sometimes you move outside of that if you're getting more self-actualization like I do this because it helps others but it's still a loop back to you to going like man I'm doing like the right thing or I'm really being that person but in the places where people aren't active or they aren't caring those are like areas of apathy now again to reinforce it doesn't mean that you're not sub, you know subject to having your own opinions or thoughts on something but these are important areas to be aware of because oftentimes this is where you can uh, have something either like a deception or something subversive or something just surprise attack you because you didn't know to look at it because you weren't paying attention. Right. And there's a lot of things like this. Um, 
and like Brian said, we only really start caring once it starts af- affecting us, like people in general. I think people really only want to change, and they have they have apathy towards a lot of things, but they only really want to change when we're on the precipice of something terrible, you know, like for example, um, the environment or politics or education or you know right now like you know we're all talking about you know national debt and in the united states and all this kind of stuff and we're just like eh, it doesn't really affect us unless it does where if like somebody comes up to you and says hey because our national debt's so high i'm not going to be able to loan you this money because we don't think you know your government's going to be able to pay it back so you can't and all of a sudden all you have a big issue you're like oh wow i can't do something in my own life <laughs> And then you become, yeah. and you're like, okay, well, I better start caring about this. When in reality, you probably should have started caring a long time before it got to that part, that point. But people in general are like that. There's an example that um, I heard somebody give one time. They said, you know, if you are, if you want to like defend your home, you know, kind of be like the, you know, the, the person to be able to do that. They said, if somebody breaks into your house. And you run into the weight room and start lifting weights so you can get strong enough to fend that person it's, off like you have waited too long. You are. The bloom is, it is up, over. The, <laughs> <laughs> the bloom is off the rose there. You know, if you want to be able to have that, it's like you, you do, you know, start beforehand. And, you know, that was used like in a, like a self-defense thing. But really, like you think about health things even too. Right. Like, eh, I don't care what I eat or I don't care if I do this or that until you have a heart attack or until somebody you know had like a stroke and died or... Even then, that's a tough one because you're like, oh, it's not me. It's not me. You know, it's like, but it was, you know, somebody that was like you. I actually had this happen um, last week. Not even like somebody I knew directly. Well, I knew them directly, but they had a heart attack and died. And it was just somebody I had in, you know, like casual conversations with in my work in the course of my job. But still, it's kind of like, wow, that really hits you hard because for me anyway, because I kind of knew that person and that person was the only one in that group of people that remembered my name so i was kind of bummed about that but i was like (laughs) it's more it's more like like white like what were they doing different than me and they really weren't probably doing much different and so it was more like a thing like i was having apathy towards like maybe my own mortality maybe in, in a way and then i just kind of like saw that i'm like you know what maybe i should start doing more those things make us re-examine what we should care about. You know, something like a major life event. Right. Um, I had had this uh, guy that I'm that I've known for years, super talented musician. I mean, like can sing as singing can go, and you know, both of his parents died in their fifties, and because they were all you know morbidly obese, and so you know he had uh, he had was very heavy. And then he lost a lot of weight and then he regained the weight and now he's in the process of losing it again. And I know like uh, I had concern for him because, you know, he wasn't, it was like th- there, there was a very clear path. Like, you know, if you continue to make the same choices that your parents did when it comes to food and those things, then there, there's pretty clear evidence that this is very likely it's going to happen to you right. too. And I, I mean, I mean, no, um, disrespect or insensitivity to all the other emotional and other things that go into why people do something like that. Sometimes it may look to you that the people don't care, but in actuality, they probably care a lot in some things. And to you, it just seems like they're not caring. But sometimes when they're not doing something, there's deeper rooted things that are going on. 
that you just don't even know about until they unpack it with you or you may not be that person. And they, they do it with somebody else and they realize um, sometimes they're almost frozen to do something because they don't know how to work through something. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing like Brian brought up, like people you think they might not care, but they probably do care a lot and they care in a way that they've gotten to the point, for example, like the environment or politics or education where the problem seems too big. And so the apathy towards it's kind of, you know, hip and cool kind of to be this person just to be like, eh, well, I can't change anything. I'm only one person. But one person can change a lot of different things, you know, because change really starts with the individual. And so, you know, it's easy to say, you know, y'all people need y'all change what you do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's easy to point the finger at somebody else. It's like, yeah, there's actually a personal responsibility that has to happen there with it. With that, there is something where you can't passively do good. You know, um, it, it's possible to passively not do evil. You could sit on the couch and chill and eat potato chips yeah. all day. And that's like not. Yeah. Evil, nothing evil know? about that. But, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the silver. Yeah, exactly. The silver rule says like, don't do unto others that you don't want done to you because, but that's not an, an active thing. The golden rule says do unto others as you want done to you. That's actually like you are actively engaged in the process. Right. It relies on the individual to change. Yeah. To be empathetic to somebody actually requires activity an active stance apathy is when you're passive about something sometimes sometimes you're you maybe choose not to care but a lot of times when you see areas of apathy it's because you haven't you've just been passive about something you know and um it's something to pay attention to obviously not everything is equally important but those are good things to look at to go um have i have i actively shown somebody empathy today or have i done that a great example is uh, with my wife uh, one of her, you know, she, one of the ways she really is affirmed in, in our relationship is words of affirmation and do that, you know. And for me, those are important to me, too. But, like, if I say something and I haven't changed my mind since the last time. <laughs> you just don't feel like, just, yeah, <laughs> to say it again. <laughs> it, right. I'm like, it's assumed the same thing. It's like she said, like, you know, you haven't told me I'm beautiful today. I'm like, well, I told you yesterday. She goes, well, I need to hear it today. I'm like, well, I haven't changed my opinion <laughs> since yesterday. Right. But, you know, those things just show active that we're caring. Yeah, and I think Brian brings up a good point, too, that individuals have different, you know, like thresholds for this and like what is what do they expect and what is, you know, in it's something that you should actively be thinking about when you're talking to people. If, if they're apathetic towards something, like why are they apathetic towards something and why don't they have empathy for, you know, maybe your point of view or somebody else's point of view? Another thing to note about um, when you start to actively engage is that you may act or do things or be required to do something that's against what you just naturally do. And in, in marriage, in my marriage, I do a lot of things that aren't natural to me, like just like wired by default. Like it takes an active choice to be able to go do something. And that's one of the marvels about human beings that you can actually go against your instinct or go against nature to be able to change who you are or what you're doing. And, in order to really do that, sometimes it requires you like, well, it's not natural for me to repeat myself and reaffirm that again and again, but that's what's needed for the other person. And so when you actually move into a place where you're not apathetic anymore and you're, and you're actively empathetic, it's going to require learning some new skills. And that's always a good thing to do, but we don't just do that naturally, right, Josh? I mean, no. something like. I mean, I don't think I do. I mean, I don't. I think um, a lot of people don't naturally 
do that. Or you might empathize with certain things, but you don't naturally want to really change who you are because people are creatures of habit. Habits are, first of all, they're hard to break. I mean, just talk about anybody who smokes or, and those are addictions as well, but they're also habits because once you break that addiction, you still have that psychological point of it, you know? And I think that a lot of people in general, they don't want to change, especially as we get older. Like I've noticed the one thing about me as I get older, you know, I, I'm a bit, I play video games a lot, but I always find myself going back to the video games that I played before or that I wanted to do. It's hard for me sometimes to say, oh, I got this new game to play or I've got this new experience I want to do because I think it is a risk reward and it's also a I know what I'm getting type thing. So it's me doing what is comfortable to me. And I think as people get older and even as you just get more set in whatever you're doing, it's just easier to just keep going down that road. Yeah, and it's easier to not consider another point uh, of view. Yeah, exactly. Another yeah. perspective, another point yeah. of view. What I've seen, too, is that especially when there is a power dynamic that happens, whether you're a leader or, you know, something like that, or you're a public figure or a celebrity that has a, a voice just because of your specific platform it doesn't mean that what you have to say is unimportant because you don't have that it's just by the nature of yeah you, you, uh, what you got you, a million followers on twitter or whatever yeah you know your, your voice is going to be bigger in people's ears just because of that and for those folks you know if they really truly are making the effort it's almost like you have to try twice as hard to be perceived as trying as hard as somebody who doesn't have that because part of it is because it's harder sometimes i think when you're in a power position to be empathetic but you also have the biggest opportunity because you may have more resources or more wherewithal to be able to understand and be able to help people in that capacity it's really easy though to vilify somebody and say like oh they didn't care because they're different than me you know or they're in a position of authority they, they can't understand but they can understand where they are coming from and if they're actually trying to do it i think it's always good that we acknowledge when people are are actually putting effort forward yeah i think that that is Actually, I think that's a really awesome place to maybe put a comment in the conversation, huh, Brian? Let's do it. Yeah. Um, re let's uh, remind ourselves again of the golden rule. Do unto others as you want done unto you. That's active, which means that you can't be apathetic. It means that you have to actively engage and be empathetic and also learn how to communicate your empathy to somebody else in a way that's meaningful to them, not just meaningful to you. Until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh for Curiosity Continuum.